Hello, hi. Welcome to the second episode of What a Day. Um yeah, before I continue, I would like to send my compliments for a new year to all of you, and I hope you had an awesome holiday and a well-deserved break. Uh on this episode, I'll be looking at how I'll be looking at education first of all and how it has evolved through the use of technology so as you know that this um this podcast is mainly mainly deals with tech and our daily interaction with technology so i thought perhaps today i'll be more educational and look at education you know <laughs> yeah um yeah there's another concept called mooc which i'll be looking at and exploring um it is my pleasure to later on introduce a good friend of mine i won't mention names yet but keep on listening uh yeah let me start by asking the question what is education Well, according to Wikipedia, and I quote, it's a long quote but bear with me. According to Wikipedia, um education is the process of facilitating learning or the acquisition of knowledge, skills, values, morals, beliefs, and habits. Educational methods include teaching, training, storytelling, discussion, and directed research. Education frequently takes place under the guidance of educators. However, learners can also educate themselves. Education can take place in formal or informal settings, and any experience that has a formative effect on the way one thinks, feels, or acts may be considered educational. The methodology of teaching is called pedagogy. Hmm. I don't know that word. I have no idea what that word means. Um perhaps you might assist me uh send a text, voice message or anything to assist me with that word. I don't know. I'll research it afterwards. <laughs> It's my first time reading this word. Yeah. So it continues. Formal education is commonly divided formally into stages such as preschool, kindergarten, primary school or primary school secondary school and then college universities or apprenticeship yeah um it's raining at my studio i don't know if you can hear that it's a nice setup it's a nice setup so let me continue uh so now that we understand that um that education is not something you receive from school or university allow me to paint a picture of uh of how education has evolved over time i was that long long time ago i don't know whether jesus was born or prophet muhammad whatever i don't know <laughs> it's it's very long time ago i won't tell you dates i won't bore you with dates anyways so it starts off um at the beginning in those days Um training started when adults trained those younger and imparted knowledge that they deemed was 
uh, important to society. Uh, this would be uh, an example would be how to cut down weeds, how to plant, how to make fire, you name them. So another form of education existed in the form of storytelling. This was popular uh, and I think it's still popular to this day. Storytelling would ensure that core values and knowledge about a specific culture or core living principles was passed on from generation to generation. This is one way that the Zulus, the Sutus, vendors, even the English, I guess, uh, have maintained their culture and still practice them to this day. During those times, this knowledge is learned through imitation and listening and application. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We, which I think still happens to this day, where, um, for example, you'd go on YouTube and imitate what they're doing on the video. So yeah, anyways, let me carry on. The process advanced when the Egyptians introduced formal education around 2050 to 1710 BC. So that's very long, very, very long time. Uh, yeah, before Christ. So yeah, that's what's up. This enabled the first institution in Europe, Athens, to be introduced. So there was an institution that first um, so the Egyptians introduced formal education and thereafter uh, in the Athens, in the Athens, Athens, whatever you call it, in Europe, uh, an institution was born there, an educational institution. I don't know whether it was a university, whatever you call it. Mm, so from there on, libraries started being formed um we all know that library held a vast amount of knowledge and history of countries and cultures so at some point the islamic the islamic science and mathematics flourished under the islamic caliphate yeah another word caliphate i don't know what that means so i'll probably have to research that later on and we all know that this was uh, established in the middle east the Romans, at some point, led the education and information gathering and preservation. Uh, however, after they fell, the Catholic Church became the sole preserver of literature. So yeah, who said that re uh, religious institutions are just useless and all that? I didn't say that, but anyways. Uh, so during this period, he, uh, you could say a lot of books were being written, a lot of plays were being made, so even storytelling was advancing. Uh, when we forward to the 1900s, as, as and when the internet started, the internet boom introduced interconnectedness and a new way of learning. Suddenly, information was available digitally. You can share your work with many other people. This was, this was assisted by the huge improvement on uh, computers. So all of a sudden, with the computer readily available to everyone and being affordable, you can connect with more people, you can learn new things through the internet. Uh, so, 
yeah that's how education kind that's how internet and technology kind of advanced uh education yeah so after the computers was uh, the computers and the internet boom we started seeing a new boom where phones started getting smarter now you could search via the website for any information previously you had to be at home or a remote location for you to access the internet because you had to use uh, a computer so now you could access via your phone you could consume more knowledge on the go information grew and grew as more people were able to upload their information on the internet uh so yeah formal education continued to evolve uh by the introduction of syllabus and um yeah these advanced over time educators understood that they needed to teach and impart knowledge that was relevant and necessary to survive in that time and in the modern time so math science and technology language and arts and culture as well as business were given focus um well from my understanding well from my knowledge i know that uh in primary school um yeah in primary school we learned the basics we learned how to write and then we started learning how to count uh with languages we started learning easy stuff man and then as you grew older and all as you grew into different classes it, when you went to high school you got to a point where you had to choose your subjects and subjects were narrowed down to most commonly science geography arts and culture economics accounting mathematics what else life orientation life skills whatever so yeah those were the main subjects in my days uh in high school and from there on i guess you could move on uh, well the, the the aim was by the end of your high school you'd have discovered what your purpose is or what you want to do further on most people went to 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 universities and studied whatever subject they found interesting mm yeah that was a side note so i will continue by so yeah in the late 2000s up to today we've seen the rise of online learning this process is called mooc which i did introduced earlier on mooc is called stands for massive open online courses so previously these were available in the business markets in the business world where employees would go for courses to enhance their skills or upskill them but now more and more organizations formed that uh packaged uh these courses and learning and provided it to the public so as time went on things like youtube kept on growing uh courses became readily available and free uh in terms of education institutions like youtube 
Google, Khan Academy, led the way. Um, I mean, they were killing it in terms of teaching people, not formally. Khan is more formal than others, but yeah, they led the way of teaching because they, they made sure that you could learn certain skills for free. Uh, so fast forward to last year, 2020, when the coronavirus hit, most countries went on lockdown and online classes started. Uh, apps such as, yeah, apps that businesses were using now became, uh, became useful or we started using them in education, formal education to be specific. Uh, these would be your video conferencing apps. Uh, we all know what video conferencing apps are. Uh, apps such as Skype, Microsoft Teams, WhatsApp Video Call, Twitch, YouTube, as well as Zoom. Yeah, Zoom is very popular now. Zoom is very, very popular. Even religions are now using Zoom for their services. I know from my church, we have Zoom services every now and again because we're not allowed to gather or congregate at our uh, church halls and all. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if uh, that kind of helped, but uh, at this point... I so, um, yeah... Uh, you've come to the end of the podcast. Remember, I talked about having a friend of mine join us? Well, that won't be happening today because of reasons. And I felt like she needed her own episode, a separate episode, because she's an amazing person. She has a lot of stuff to talk about. So we'll have fun in the next episode. Um, in this episode, it'll just be education even though she's an educator she could have contributed but i feel like she deserved more time speaking and in this episode she would have gotten maybe two minutes to speak so anyways um hope you enjoy your day hope you have a great time um yeah good luck guys uh, can't say follow me in other Get more people to, 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 to listen to this. I will post my social media handles and all that. But yeah, man, have a great day and see you in the next episode. Bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What A Day. So on this episode, I will be calling Cynthia and um shikes i'm excited to see what are we going to be talking about uh so the equipments that i have i was thinking of calling her via whatsapp but it seems like i can't do calls on a uh, what you call this on WhatsApp web, you know the the WhatsApp that you that you do on the website. So what I'm gonna try and do is call her, and hopefully uh, this thing. 
Hello everybody, uh, welcome to the third episode of What A Day. Uh, so today's episode, I'll be, it'll be mostly a phone call, a recorded phone call between me and Cynthia. Uh, the phone call will be taking place via WhatsApp. So bear in mind, um, she's in South Korea and I'm in South Africa. The network is terrible. The weather is bad on my side. So, and we're both connected on a Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi fluctuates. So, here and there, you'd find that uh, you can't hear her properly. And, well, my my equipments, you know, they might fail me here and there. But, yeah, please, have a listen. Thank you. So, we've come to the end of the episode. Um... Yeah, the recording wasn't that great, but I do hope you enjoyed the interaction between me and Cynthia. The reason why I wanted to bring this up, the reason why I created this episode in the first place, this podcast in the first place, is to for you to get an uncut, real feeling as if two people are talking to each other and you're part of that conversation or you part of those people and you're busy listening to the conversations. That's what I want you to experience while listening to this podcast. With that being said, I do hope you enjoyed the voice note. Not voice note, the call. Um, the next episode, I believe it will be extending from that, uh, from that call. The call was very long. It was an hour, almost an hour long, but yeah, it felt like five minutes. So I will be dropping the second part of this, uh, of this call in uh, the next episode. Uh, yeah, stay safe, stay alive, guys. Hello, everybody. I hope you're enjoying your day. Welcome to the third episode of What A Day. The main purpose of this show is for me to give you a raw and uncut conversation based. I want you to feel like you're with me. You're sitting next to me as I'm talking. I want you to feel part of the conversation. With that being said, today's episode... I will be talking to a great friend of mine. Her name is Cynthia. Uh, Cynthia is... She's staying in... Uh, she's in South Korea at the moment. And I'm in South Africa. So bear in mind, here and there, there will be some lag. Or you might not hear her properly. But please, bear in mind. Um, this should be an experience for both of us. Uh, this is my first time. This is my first episode where i do such a thing and i'd like to hear from you guys how you feel about the about this uh about this whole episode should i continue more or should i just leave it as it is but yes um in today's episode i'll be talking to cynthia cynthia is in south korea like i said mm, without on whatsapp on whatsapp yeah so without any more to say here have a listen
Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of What A Day. On today's episode, I'll be chilling with a good friend of mine called Joseph. Uh, Joseph is a... He'll tell you, he'll tell you, he'll tell you all about uh, what he does. Um, on the previous episode, you did notice that I was talking to Cynthia, a good friend of mine as well. So you'll be seeing a lot of... Um, episodes where i talk to different people people that are close to me uh that i have access to so on this episode we're just chilling on the couch just talking tech and uh the tech that we involved with the tech that we use in our daily lives and uh recent stuff that has been happening so joseph want to introduce yourself yeah yeah what's up what's happening <laughs> i got a cup in front of me so if you hear the sound <laughs> that's the <laughs> cup of water <laughs> you know with lockdown rules we have to be careful about how we spend our times that includes drinking inappropriate things so just to clarify that so yeah i am joseph or otherwise known as cj i do a few things here and there actually uh, mainly shoot music videos but I, I like to think that i shoot films in general you know films being music videos comedy sketches sometimes you know photos at other times as well and yeah just you know go about living life i guess <laughs> i don't know what else to say you know it's like you always think you, you know the answer until <laughs> somebody asks you what do you do then you really feel that pressure like oh wow oh man i'm you on know? the spot right there <laughs> yeah but yeah that's what i do man uh i think that that's the thing i can say i, I shoot music videos mm. Yeah, because uh, from what you're saying now, what I, the the feeling that I get is that you just love the camera. You just love being uh, behind the camera. Yeah, uh, but uh, I I wouldn't say I am a camera enthusiast. You know, because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, I don't know if it's something that they do consciously or something that they feel they have to do. It's like uh, okay, normally when you say somebody who shoots videos, then they automatically know what is the latest camera and all that. I'm, I'm just in love with uh, how things are captured, you know. So you can ask me about the latest camera. I will have no clue what the latest <laughs> camera is or its capabilities. I just like a camera that can give me what I want, you know. So if the camera can give me what I want, I'm good. If it allows me to capture a story or even just a photo, or even if I'm just doing something random and I'm like, oh, I want to take a picture of that. And a camera can allow me to capture that image the way I want to. Then I'm, I'm happy with that so i'm not a camera nerd per se but yeah <laughs> okay that's interesting well it kicks out the question of what's your favorite camera oh okay it's a bit old though and yeah some people might say i'm a bit old-fashioned to a certain <laughs> extent but yeah i think my favorite camera of all time has to be the canon uh for 4d is it 5d for it I forgot the name, but anyways, it's a Mark IV. Yeah, it's a 5D Mark IV, Canon 5D Mark IV. Mm. I, I just feel like, in my opinion, it, it does a lot, you know. Canon is known for its good uh, color accuracy. So I've always been a Canon fan from the start. I've only ever owned one Nikon mm. in my whole life, and I sold it because... Uh, the pink one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't have to get that specific, but yes... <laughs> It was a pink Nikon, you know. It was supposed to be something that I could just use in my, in my daily life. And it, it does the job, but it's just not, you know, what I'm looking for. So I had to sell it. But yeah, 
uh, Canon, if I could have a, a 5D Mark IV, I think I would be happy, you know, like for the next maybe even 10 years because it has a lot of things for both beginners and professional videographers and photographers. That's interesting. So, uh, just to clarify to everyone, he doesn't do pictures. So, please, no, he's not a photographer. That's not it. Yeah, people can't afford me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Joseph runs CJM9 Media. Yeah. Um, for those that are listening, uh, if you can, you can find him on Instagram. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, and YouTube. Uh, I hate Facebook, but I feel like that's more for the millennials. You know, I, I always feel like I fall out of it. Like I've had it like literally installed it and uninstalled it like maybe three times now mm-hmm. and yeah facebook is just not my thing yeah because we i was talking to cynthia yesterday and uh facebook uh came up reason why it came up was we we're busy talking about how clever facebook is uh the way they entrench themselves in our life as it came uh the biggest issue that i had was well not an issue something interesting that i thought was the fact that even your great okay not your great grandma that's weird your granny uses facebook and in that way it does make sense that it's going to be hard or almost impossible for people to go to an alternative social media for example because you know how old people uh apparently what cynthia calls it is old souls uh are stuck in this thing it's hard for them to move away from such media and i feel like uh okay yes that's that's uh, something i would agree with mm. but something i've also noticed facebook does uh is the whole company in general because uh I, I, okay i think most people know that facebook owns whatsapp and instagram mm. and something i've noticed and I, I didn't understand why is that basically all these platforms at the very core they're the same like uh it, it used to be good when you know you could separate them you know like instagram was just for pictures and videos you don't necessarily have to say much you could just post a picture and that's it, that's it yeah. literally anybody in the world can see it interact with it mm. you know even if you don't use all the right hashtags and facebook was more like something that's uh, for friends and businesses you know you go there you meet people around the world all those nice things and then uh, WhatsApp was more a personal thing, right? Only people who had your phone number could interact with you and you could update your statuses and you can really have a more intimate uh, experience with it. But then when Facebook acquired all these, everything just... Like whatever you see on WhatsApp, Facebook has it, Instagram has it. Whatever Facebook has, Instagram has it and WhatsApp has it. And I just feel like it's a bit... Like, they're giving us too much of the same thing. Even Twitter now, it is, what is it, uh, Reels, whatever they're called. Yeah. So I just feel like everything is becoming the same, and it's just, it just becomes like a big pot of mess. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah. What do you think of it? It, it polarizes uh, that specific function. And I think the most common one is your statuses. Your status and your Reels. Um, I first got into statuses from WhatsApp. And now all of a sudden, Facebook has statuses, and all of a sudden, well, okay, maybe Instagram had it already. Uh, I I think it's something fairly new. I think it came maybe uh, last December or November, uh-huh. earliest. 
of 2020. Yeah, so uh, it's almost as if every social media has that function and you're right to say that it removes from the uniqueness of uh that specific uh its own identity. Yeah, yeah, it loses identity, mm-hmm. you're right. And I feel like also with uh, uh coming back to the old souls thing, it kind of complicates things because uh I know a lot of more business minded people would normally just have a Twitter account, right? Like most celebrities only have Twitter because of that accessibility to the world and you don't have to make it a personal thing. You can just leave it as a business thing. But now I feel like they're complicating things with this thing of uh, WhatsApp statuses because now it it's it becomes more of like a a playground, which is something that I guess social media should uh strive towards, making it fun. But uh now everything is the same and coming back to Facebook, uh there are people who were on Facebook for a specific thing, but now they just add a whole lot of things which messes up things and even the way uh their menus are designed i feel like some things are just way hidden yeah yeah because you know? I, I when i recently went back on uh, facebook uh yeah it was, when i went there it was like a big change right from how i left it mm-hmm. and i just felt not necessarily overwhelmed but i just felt less enthusiastic about getting back into it <laughs> to the point where I found myself only going on Facebook to check out those uh you know random prank videos and all. Yeah. Yeah, like I would just go on Facebook, go straight there. I don't even check what somebody posted or anything of sorts and I don't know, I just feel like it, it's becoming too much. I don't know, or am I the only one who feels this way? <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm sure one out of every 9 or 10 people that are listening to this would feel the same way. Yeah, and that kind of brings us with uh, the whole thing of WhatsApp that's been going on recently. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I guess it, it's a bit of an old and tired subject now, but yeah. I feel like uh you know sometimes uh, uh these uh informational websites, articles and even explanation videos, they don't really get into the core of what this means on a broader spectrum because they are working with uh, maybe a limited number of words mm. or even time when it's a video so they don't have time to explain to you the whole thing mm. and i feel like uh, wait before i go on what do you think about the whole thing how, how do you think it affects you okay so uh, <laughs> uh, just to get everyone on point what we talking about is the whole uh saga that came up uh on facebook we know that facebook owns whatsapp now the new terms and conditions that they uh that they were upgrading everyone got frustrated and it's a very controversial issue my thought about it is um <laughs> it's it's not a new thing they've been collecting data for years and years it's only now that i guess people are more woke uh they start the conversation is starting of uh, hey uh you overstepping your boundaries um now you collecting way more data i don't feel more secure uh my privacy is being invaded um and yeah i i guess uh, it took policy and terms and conditions upgrade for us to start talking about it uh I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's the same way too. And I think uh with things like uh how it happened, it's something of uh 
I apologize if this is gonna be a bit sensitive, but it's kind of like drugs. You know how? Uh, I think the best way to get someone addicted on drugs. Ah, uh, disclaimer: this is not a representation <laughs> of this channel, and we don't do drugs. <laughs> we don't do drugs. But I think the best way to get somebody addicted would be to give them drugs without them knowing. Then once they're addicted, even if you tell them it's drugs, when they're already addicted to it, they can't really leave it alone. And I think that's what happened with WhatsApp. To the point where it's always been free and that's the great thing right it's free uh and even some network providers they even offer some bundles of free whatsapp data every now and then so people really relied on it like too much to the point where now that this thing is uh, surfaced people are just like well so what you know uh all, all of my contacts are on whatsapp anyways it's easier to reach my family or to do business like i know many people including myself who their business comes through whatsapp you know word of mouth and it just makes things easier so i feel like now that we're addicted and dependent on whatsapp that when this whole thing of privacy comes up people are just like ah it's okay because it helps me get through my day you know mm. so i feel like that's what happened they got us addicted to it to the point where when they're taking away our rights in a sense because Privacy and security is a human right, right? Mm -hmm. That's why all these companies have to inform you when they're going to take it away. They need your consent. Mm -hmm. So that's what WhatsApp did, except WhatsApp didn't give you a chance to say no. Yeah. So it's kind of like they're force-handing people into accepting their terms to say, hey, uh, if you want to keep using our app, uh, we're going to take some stuff from you. <laughs> so take it or leave it. Yeah. You know. But they didn't really give you that leave it option and say, okay, I'm going to leave your policy aside and still use WhatsApp. So I think that's what happened, yeah. So, but I think the bigger picture is what data are they really taking from you? Yeah, I th that's the thing. Uh, these terms and conditions are, are written by lawyers and the lawyer language is very complicated. They try to hide, they try to cover themselves as much as possible and the majority of us can't read uh, or comprehend what they're trying to say. But um, you can also say on the flip side, the fact that Facebook is a billion dollar company, WhatsApp is well, almost, yeah, also a billion dollar company. Um, so obviously from, from such big companies, you don't really expect free things from them. You know, that whole thing of, um, what's the saying? There's no such thing as free lunch. Yeah, basically, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Yeah, <laughs> you know? so eventually, because I, I have this theory, or okay, not, a, not even a theory, because it makes me sound special. <laughs> I, 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 I have this thought that eventually uh, they're going to have to monetize on these, and I quote, free uh, messaging or social media. For example, I've been saying this with YouTube as much as. Um, they've started pushing so much adverts on their on their platforms it will also come to a point where they push most of their content to subscription based uh, business model so yeah it's, it's it's a very controversial one like on on the one side they have to make money on the other side it's our privacy, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, and that's the thing. Like, you also have to ask yourself, uh, what is it going to cost me? You know? I mean, yeah, me, myself, I, I'm finding it hard to stay off WhatsApp. I won't lie. <laughs> you know? I mean, I can stay off WhatsApp for maybe like a whole day, but I'll occasionally find myself looking at my phone, even when it's off, right? It's like a muscle memory now. Uh, because I'm always checking my WhatsApp messages, you know. Uh, even if I just hear a random sound, if I'm watching a movie, I'll instinctively reach for my phone and check what's happening. So, actually, uh, it also brings me to this other point, right, with this whole thing of data being collected, is I've been on other websites, right? Like, for example, I'll go on Amazon, I'll type, uh, I don't know, screen protector for my phone, Samsung, whatever. And I'll go maybe on uh, Take A Lot as well, do the same thing. Now, these are not uh, associated apps, right? And they're not associated with uh, Google per se. But then I'll find myself, if I go on Google on another website, which has an ad section, when I look at that advert, it will show me exactly what I was searching for on the other app, which is not associated with this website. So, yeah, Google has been doing that, but now it's scary to find that it's coming to WhatsApp, even though they say there are restrictions. But from what we've seen... Uh, or what we found out is that they're doing a lot more than that like uh, it actually makes you think actually is WhatsApp an app or is it a web a website which uh, operates through an app because we saw somebody who uh, searched for something that's WhatsApp specific on Google and he got some WhatsApp results people's phone numbers and all those things and from what I've heard as well so uh, I'm not saying this is fact or a lie but from what I've heard as well uh, yes, your person-to-person chats may be private, but your group chats, not so much, because if you share links in your groups, apparently WhatsApp can see those links, even if they don't necessarily see uh, what else you said with that link, but they know that you are sharing a certain kind of link, right? And apparently they use that to collect more data about you, the kind of person you are, what you are into, all those things. And... I mean, yeah, just saying it like that doesn't sound harmful, but as someone said, what if you share a link about, uh, I don't know, let's say an insurance company, then you share another link with somebody about the, for example, uh, how to live with HIV, and then someone sends to you a, another link for, I don't know, making a family plan. I mean, of course they can't see what you're talking about, but just from those links, they can associate that maybe you had an HIV test uh-huh. and now you're thinking about putting some insurance for your family. Uh-huh. So they don't necessarily have to know what you're talking about, but whatever data they collect from you, it tells them something about you that you may not necessarily want them to know about. You know? Yeah, yeah. which is true because at, at the end of the day, if you are the type of person who doesn't mind someone knowing the most private thing about you uh your your whereabouts your location who you've been talking to what do you like what do you enjoy those personal stuff if you're not that um if you're not affected or you don't think that's that's a big deal then by all means bro continue uh using whatsapp continue using facebook continue using those sites but if you feel like your privacy is more important uh you wouldn't wanna all that information uh coming out and someone else knowing about you like that uh 
then find alternatives. Yeah, and there are alternatives. Like uh, the two biggest alternatives I've been hearing about was uh, Telegram, which I had heard of from somebody else in the past, and it, it's a good substitute for WhatsApp. Except uh, I've heard that it's not as secure as WhatsApp. And another one is um, uh, what's it? Something Point. I forgot. But uh, it's something that uh, these more business-minded people tend to use. But the downside to that is not as uh, fun as WhatsApp. Like you don't have your WhatsApp statuses and all these nice things that comes with WhatsApp. It's basically just a messaging app, and that's pretty much it. You can share files, of course, just as WhatsApp, but it doesn't have those other extra bits, like uh, maybe stickers. Uh, I, I'm yet to confirm if it has stickers and all those things, because we all like to get into a sticker war occasionally. <laughs> But yeah, there are alternatives, and we're not saying don't use WhatsApp, we're just bringing you the information so that you're informed and you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to base your decision based on our podcast, by all means, that's very irresponsible. You are, you are lost. You are lost, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not a fact-bringing podcast, we're just a chilled, yeah. drinking water podcast. Yeah, we're more of uh, extra information type of uh, 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 podcast. Uh, yeah. As you heard in the other podcast, uh, where uh, uh, John here gave us the top 10 uh, South African things to check out on Netflix, it's there. It's to give you something to listen to maybe while you are cooking or you are driving back from work and just to put an extra thought in your head that, hey, you know, maybe I want to watch something or, hey, I've heard about this, but I want to find out more about it nobody's really giving me the information that i want to know yeah so i feel like that's what this is yeah yeah uh sure i just went blank for a moment <laughs> but yeah uh, you were telling me about uh, uh there's gonna be a, a a launch for samsung oh yeah uh by the time you hear this the launch would have ended already uh rumors are they're gonna be launching their new galaxy S21. I've lost track of these numbers, bro. Yeah, and I've, <laughs> I've heard a scary stat. I don't know how true it is, but I've heard that uh, Samsung essentially releases about 20, not 20, uh, 50 different variations of their phones per year. Crazy. So yeah, it is hard to keep track. I mean, you will know about the big boys, you know, the galaxies and the notes. Yeah. But yeah. there are a lot of other small phones as well that you find yourself like trying to figure out, okay, what's out now? Uh, and all those things so it is kind of hard to tr keep track of but at the same time i'm kind of excited to see what what's going to be new in their latest uh launch yeah because i mean uh they, they they basically lost me after the eight uh <laughs> i remember there was a point where every company had an eight iphone eight samsung s8 uh huawei p8 it was the eighth generation. It was the eighth generation. <laughs> so after that, uh, I felt like that was it's this new generation, the TikTok generation. And I feel like with the way they uh, launch things, it always leaves you wanting the latest thing because you always feel like uh, you you are being left behind. Like my personal experience, <laughs> when I got my phone, uh, it's a Samsung Galaxy A50. I remember I wanted it for like the longest time. Like I was impatient. <laughs> I really had to get my hands on it. When I got my hands on it, like, I was over the moon, right? For the first, uh, I would say a week, two weeks, 
But then after I got it, of course, they announced that they were gonna release like the A51, the A71, and all those things. And you always find yourself wanting the latest thing. So I, I don't know if it's a, a a business thingy or what, but it 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 is it does sometimes become a little bit kind of tiring. But it always leaves you wanting to find out more. Like okay, what are they gonna give me this time? You know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and this happens across all platforms. Uh, you name it, laptops, uh, smartphones, cars, electric cars. That's that's uh, that's a new thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've seen some few designs which are they look amazing. Like uh, the car that can change colors. Huh. Well, not uh, its whole body, but you know, like there's some LEDs on the outside and there's uh what's that the avatar car i forgot what it's called the mercedes benz oh. that apparently it breathes and it doesn't have a steering wheel <laughs> you more like have a where you reach for your uh gears uh, the yeah that uh, gear stick apparently that's where you steer the car from and depending on your mood uh the car can react certain ways so yeah uh, it really uh, makes you wonder, like, what's next in uh, the world of technology? Yeah, because now that you mentioned that, it uh, got me thinking. Do you think perhaps the fact that they're collecting data, uh, do you think it will benefit us in the long run? Uh, for example, like you said, a self-driving car or a car that's operated uh, on this screen or whatever, uh, uh, hybrid the fact that it can read it needs your information your personal information to be able to make the whole experience convenient do you think that's for the betterment of our own lives or it might turn back and haunt us um, I, I, I don't know what's the correct answer for that <laughs> uh, I think it's, it's, it's a subjective thing right personally I'm always uh, aware or weary of these things because Essentially, if it can, uh, for example, read your messages, the car, or your phone, or WhatsApp, or whatever technology you use, if they can uh, read your messages or find out things about you, essentially, they are becoming you, right? And uh, uh, you've once told me yourself once that uh, there is a way that you can set up your phone or an iPhone so that at a certain time it contacts uh, your smart house if you have one yeah to let it know that okay it must turn on maybe like uh the kettle to prepare some hot water if you want some coffee or your cappuccino or whatever fancy thing you like <laughs> <laughs> and all those things and cars can even con- communicate with your garage like if you're maybe a certain distance it must open itself and you just get in so in a way it's kind it's kind of running your life I guess and it's becoming new because it knows you it knows your preferences it knows everything about you mm, mm, mm. so, so I, I don't know I wouldn't say it's a good thing or a bad thing but at the end of the day it comes back to that thing of convenience versus uh, privacy yeah. so I think if you know that it's not gonna come back to harm you like you don't put some miscellaneous content out there on your devices 
Yeah, stop mm. sending nudes. Please. <laughs> you know, like that's I, that doesn't end well. Yeah, like if if you really have to send them, like uh, mail them, like I don't know, send it through the post. That's I think that's the only way they might be safe, provided people don't check your mail. Yeah, um, hard copy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how our ancestors did it, you know. So yeah, I mean, okay, what to eliminate the whole issue of security? Just go to the person and you know flush it. Yeah, like there. So, what yeah. do you think? <laughs> you know? Provide an experience, not a not content. Yeah. So I feel like, uh, well, twenty twenty has just started, and already, like technology. Uh, oh my goodness! Twenty twenty one. Yeah, well, I'm still stuck in twenty twenty <laughs> for some reason. It's just started, and already, it's barely it's barely been two weeks, and. We're just hearing a lot of these uh, somewhat scary things about, you know, WhatsApp. And yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a very interesting year, to say the least. Yeah, very, because, I mean, such bombshells. And it's not even, the year is not even a month old. <laughs> and I've even heard uh, Donald Trump got his uh, Twitter account deleted. Hey, what do you think of that? Uh, to be honest, I couldn't care less. Uh, <laughs> I think he's entertaining. I like the man for that. Mm. I respect him as a businessman. I think he's a very capable businessman. As a human being, I don't care much. And him getting banned on Twitter or what, what. Honestly, I, I, I just feel like it was a side note. Not even a side note. It was more like in passing. Something I heard in passing. And I didn't even go online to see what that's about. But maybe you could enlighten our listeners. Yeah, because uh, like you said, uh, it feels like more of a what's the thing a hype uh it's just it's just one of those hypes but also it also raised a fundamental issue of uh another right which is right to expression freedom of expression yeah freedom of speech freedom of speech yes so to what extent do these tech companies control our freedom of speech because it's very controversial Uh, on the one side he did incite violence and on the other side it's his right to say whatever he wants to say so you get these two groups well i think it also depends on where you're from because here in south africa part of our human rights are uh freedom of speech but you but those rights also come with responsibilities right you have the right to uh free speech and the responsibility to not invoke violence and all those so that's here in south africa but where is Twitter from? And we know Trump is in America. Does he have the exact same rights that us uh, as people living in South Africa have or not? Did he break those rights? Like, what exactly did he do? Like, does Twitter have a policy against it? Because I feel like Twitter should have released a statement. Maybe they did to say, okay, uh, this is our policy. Uh, the president has, uh, you know, broken our policy. So maybe we'll delete his account. But at the same time, Aren't you entitled to get maybe like a strike or a warning so that you don't do it again next time? <laughs> yeah, because I was reading something very interesting with regards to this uh, Trump uh, saga. Um, apparently, all all or most uh, social medias they cannot ban or remove a an account of such a high profile individual such as a president because of the fact that they need to communicate some important things with uh, with people 
um it sounds or it feels like very convenient the fact that he's no longer the president and they have the right to actually remove him but yeah it it brings it brings up this fundamental issue of how far has these tech companies uh, or how much power do they have yeah i, I would also uh, go back to your point and say maybe it is about hype on twitter side because I'm sure they have uh, a child protection policy, right, on their Twitter things, but I've seen some unsavory things on Twitter, uh, which I won't mention here because <laughs> I don't want you guys to look up those things. Yeah. But I've seen some very questionable things on Twitter where I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's uh, not part of their policy. And those accounts pretty much keep going to this day. And you have to wonder, like, what exactly is Twitter going? Because, I mean, what exactly is Twitter doing? Because I'm sure there has to be that one person who reports these accounts. But then, I guess at the same time, they can't really monitor all the accounts, but they can monitor you if you're making yourself kind of like a, a, a flashing light to the public of, you know, the things that you say. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to monitor. So I guess maybe it is something like that to the point where he was already under the spotlight of Twitter and he just felt like, ah, you know, maybe we should delete his account (laughs) (laughs) it's not as important as it used to be like he doesn't have that power anymore you know yeah but then again i also feel like maybe it might be a publicity stunt Mm. for mr donald trump because i I feel like with everything he does he's kind of always into the spotlight like everybody knows what he's up to most of the time Mm. so maybe this is a last dish last dish effort to kind of stay in the limelight uh who knows yeah yeah that's true that's true because um yeah it's just too much things happening and that's why i'm looking forward to 2021 <laughs> <laughs> i mean just this past two weeks it's already a movie you know so oh. i feel like the rest of the year is going to be interesting more especially with uh, uh what you said uh when you come to the subscription side you know with, uh, what is being called the subscription streaming wars Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, what uh, some people saw in uh, December with uh, the latest Wonder Woman movie being released on uh, HBO Max mm. and it's, it's kind of contri- a controversy within the movie world because now uh, normally directors will pay the actor or rather the director and the actors will get paid and they also usually have a back-end deal to say okay uh, if the movie makes a certain amount of money the extra money after that you as a director or as an actor will get a certain amount or a certain percentage and that's if the movie is released uh, within theaters but now with uh, the latest movies being released on only streaming services or in movies and streaming services uh, there is a smaller margin for profit so therefore directors can't really be getting that extra bonus actors can be getting that bonus and yeah I've heard some people are kind of upset uh, people who had been working with certain studios like uh Christopher Nolan, uh, we know him from being the director of uh, uh, the Dark Knight series, uh, Inception, and a whole lot of nice blockbusters, and Tenet, oh. which is now also on uh, HBO Max. He also had some words to say to uh, <laughs> Warner Brothers, because uh, he didn't like how they are just switching things up. And I understand how they're acting, right, because with this whole pandemic, cinemas are almost non-existent now and they have to get their movies out they have to make their money and it just seems like their app for streaming is just the next big thing yeah and i think uh, these big companies these big production company 
I feel like to a point they're starting to act like a Ford, for example. Uh, the reason why I'm saying that is if Ford is a very big company, and um, here and there you'd find that there's a new thing, there's a new it that's happening, uh, a trendy, a trendy car, or a trendy design of a car. And because you're such a big company, you're just gonna get in there and mass produce and kind of uh, polarize that whole trend that's happening. So most of these big companies, what they're doing is, they're just gonna come in the streaming world and just push in their stuff. They're they're not gonna make it uh, such a such a beautiful experience. Like for example, Netflix. Uh, Netflix makes it. It gives you an experience, kind of, and uh, the their whole model, their whole um, app is so seamless, so uh, user friendly that you don't get frustrated. So I don't know. Um, speaking of uh, uh, streaming services, which one would you decide to go to if you had uh, so much money? Well. I would choose DSTV because, uh, okay. from what I've seen with DSTV, uh, okay, we're not sponsored. This is not a plug. <laughs> but from what I've seen, although if you want to sponsor, I, you know, yeah. we're not gonna say no. <laughs> but uh, I've seen uh, DSTV already has a, a uh, what's that? Uh, what's that Max one? Oh, Showmax. Yeah, it has Showmax under its belt. Uh-huh. Uh, like they have some sort of a collaboration, so you can get it on DSTV. And I've seen recently, or maybe not so recently, Netflix can also be accessed via DSTV. So it might be a better option if you really want to have everything. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna have everything, but you're gonna have most things. Yeah. But then at the same time, you kind of have to look at their bills and go like, well, do I really want to be paying, you know, 500, 1,000 every single month just to watch TV? Yeah. yeah. When you can alternatively uh just get let's say for example hbo max or show max or yeah almost said instagram <laughs> <laughs> or uh netflix yeah. uh but that's the thing then you kind of have to choose what you're gonna watch because uh some of these companies are taking their own shows uh for example uh daredevil netflix daredevil i love that show it was awesome and lots of people loved it but Disney now has opened Disney Plus service. So now they had to kind of go into talks with Netflix and have the show cancelled so that uh, Disney can uh, in the future bring the Daredevil to their streaming services or even a new iteration of it because apparently there's a clause that says after Netflix has done with a certain character, in this case Daredevil, Disney is not allowed to use that character for a certain number of years. So I think they just feel like if they cancel it now, like the sooner the better, then they can, you know, capitalize on that. Yeah, and as a as a, as a consumer, I guess it's it's one of those things. Uh, you find that HBO HBO Max, for example, has this certain uh, series that you like, and then you go to Netflix. Netflix has this certain uh, series that you like, and you can't. Uh, they're not all available under one umbrella so i think that's what dstv is do is trying to do and that's exactly why i said dstv is the way to go <laughs> because if i like uh i like the witcher right I- i've never played the game but i like the show uh, it's really interesting yeah i like the lore behind it you know the whole fantasy world so if i like uh the witcher 
you can pretty much to a certain extent also maybe say I like Game of Thrones which I happen to do to like but Game of Thrones is on HBO right mm-hmm. so it's gonna go to HBO Max mm-hmm. so if I want to watch those two, two shows I essentially have to get Netflix and HBO Max so that's the only problem but at the same time uh, HBO Max comes to around I think under 300 rand here in South Africa and Netflix is around 100 rand 150 yeah which is not so much if you look at them separately but now if you have to get also show max and all these other things you're going to be paying a lot of bills so yeah and the convenience as well exactly so uh, what well, that's the thing the convenient thing about it is you can watch it whatever show you want to watch anytime right because it's instantly available mm. whilst if you go to DSTV it's something where you have to pretty much wait until it's available on DSTV. But the great thing about DSTV is uh, they have the box office or uh, what what, where you can rent a movie, but you only have to wait maybe like three months or so. So that's the thing. So I feel like right now, in terms of the streaming war in the movie world, DSTV is the way to go, but you're just not going to be getting the best content immediately. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true, that's true. Uh... So, uh, by now, you might have picked up a certain trend uh, of where we're going. We are movie lovers, series lovers. We live, we, we sleep, eat movies, series. We, we, yeah, we are a consumer of such. So, with that in mind, what are you looking forward to uh, for this coming year? Well... On my side, I would say I'm looking forward to two uh, services, HBO Max and Disney Plus. Okay. <clears throat> I don't think I'm going to get them, but <laughs> the lineups are very, uh, you know, appetizing. Because oh. uh, on HBO Max this year, mm-hmm. uh, it was guaranteed we're going to get The Matrix 4. Yeah, uh, I saw that. We're going to get Godzilla vs. King Kong. <laughs> and a lot of other movies, you know, just... Uh, leave your brain at the door and bring your popcorn in and enjoy the movie <laughs> you know at the same time if you're a big marvel fan then disney is where you want to go to because that's where all the awesome stuff is going yeah. you know so i feel like those two are the biggest right now uh netflix is always uh, a big contender you know uh, i feel like they don't necessarily announce their biggest shows well in advance uh i've only noticed them announcing like uh if something's coming in february they might announce it now in january prepare you but not necessarily like years in advance so i feel like that's where they're kind of lagging behind but yeah uh, netflix never disappoints because it always has something for everyone literally yeah you know? yeah and i've seen uh, over the years and uh, thanks to covid19 and the lockdown their catalog of movies series docuseries and all that has really grown uh there's legit everything for everyone yeah, and uh, uh, I recently saw a movie uh, called uh, Corona. Is it Corona Depression or COVID? Yeah, it's called Corona Depression. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a very uh, long <laughs> movie. <laughs> it's not so long, but it's, it's kind of interesting, right? It's, it, it stars one person. Oh. Like the whole movie is just one person. Like, oh, I'm, I'm not thought, even kidding. <laughs> I thought you were going to say one person. And it's just this woman living in Corona. And, I mean, well, in Corona. <laughs> it's a pandemic and she's just in her house uh, going through life. Mm. I think it's on Netflix. I don't know. It, it seems like something that Netflix will get because 
Yeah. Like I said, there's everything for everyone on Netflix, and it was kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, you might, you guys might want to check that out. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this year is going to be big for both uh, technology and uh, uh, streaming movies, anything technology based, basically. I mean, we're getting a new reveal from Samsung. Uh, LG at the uh, CES of 2021 uh, released five new monitors. Five? Yes, the whole five. Like, wow. Damn. I don't know. Like, they didn't have anything else to release, apparently. But yeah, three of those are gaming-based. So gaming is also taking over 2021. Yes. Uh, with the uh, some of the biggest titles uh, being uh, Fortnite and uh, Fall Guys. So yeah, a lot of people became gamers as well, including myself. I thought I was a gamer, but now nah, I was just <laughs> casual, <laughs> you know. Oh, and I think, uh, I don't know, I like this direction that we're heading to. Uh, thanks to COVID-19, obviously. It seems like everything is going electronic. Uh, we've get, uh, The amount of uh, YouTube channels that came up last year up until this year, crazy they just jumped uh the amount of gamers that uh, we're seeing now crazy content creators they just skyrocketed um and it's just getting even more exciting because such companies like uh, gaming companies are starting to push uh and to put quality into the amount uh, the kind of content that they bring up and one of the content that i want us to discuss is uh What's what's that uh, that uh, the game the game the the, the most hyped game uh, that came out recently I forgot the name Valorant uh, uh, something seventy seven oh yeah Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven yes I, I mean how can I forget such <laughs> how do you feel about that I like it yeah I, I like it too right because it kind of gives me the whole. Uh, GTA vibes hmm. and well I don't want to put the whole race thing into it but I feel like it's a white man's GTA mm. if I could say that because uh, well you can select your own character right race uh, gender that whole thing uh, sizes for certain things so I've heard and seen <laughs> which gives you a whole lot more freedom uh-huh. but I, I just feel like with the whole cyber 2077 thing eh, it's more directed towards uh, futurists uh, and I would say the more Caucasian type of feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, whilst if you go to GTA, it's... Okay, let me just say, these games are targeted towards everyone, right? But I just feel like uh, those are like at the two opposite spectrums. While GTA is like very violent-based, you know, uh, you know, the street life. I feel like uh, 2077 is giving you something that... I mean, you have an option to play as a corporate person. It is whole crime thing, but then it just feels like something that's more like a movie. Mm. And but overall, I, I like it though. You know, I like what I'm seeing. I've heard some complaints for the console people, right? I've heard uh, the PlayStation Five and the new Xbox. I don't know what the latest Xbox <laughs> X S yeah. whatever. Yeah. That uh, mm. the equivalent for the console is not as good as the PC version. Like uh, it's stripped down and there's a lot of bugs. But yeah, from what I've seen from the PC side, it looks good, you know. Uh, if I had a high-end PC, I would definitely get it. Like, I think I would go as far as to buy the game officially. And it is quite a big price tag, but I feel like it's something that people are waiting for for a long time. 
Yeah. Well, you, you, uh, side note, uh, you heard what he said. So if you feel if you're feeling generous, uh, you can donate uh, a laptop. <laughs> we don't want these Core i2, Core i3, uh, uh, high end, Baba. If you mm. if you if you want to donate, go all out. And like we said, this is like a, a tech segment. So technically, we could do reviews too. You know, if you got uh, if you're a big brand company, yeah, yeah. when some couple of guys gonna give their honest opinions, mm. you know, wear them. Yeah, call us, man. If you have a point, point pontium seven, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you want us to review it, we're not gonna say no. You know, I mean, if you have a um, a kettle, uh, what kind of uh, any kettle brand uh, names? I don't know, like maybe like a ten meg, ten watt kettle, um, yeah, stainless steel, or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that maybe, boils at hundred degree. You know. Uh, maybe your kettle gives it a special bubbly sound. Who knows? Yeah, or the, those neon lights. You know, a, the point is wear them. Wear okay, them. okay, we'll, wear them. We'll do that. Stop looking. <laughs> you found them. <laughs> you found us. Yeah. Uh, that was a side note. Um, yes, Cyberpunk 2077. The graphics are just crazy, and I feel like for you to play that game, it's no brainer. You need a high-end monitor. A high-end um, beast of a machine to run the game. Yeah, to to get the full experience of what the game uh, can provide. Yeah, because I mean, when they were developing the game, they had in mind they really wanted you to experience it to its fullest. Mm. So it on a certain level, it doesn't make sense to play it like at its minimal level, which is what I feel a lot of people are doing because. Not everybody has a high-end PC, and I, that's I feel that's what I feel like. All of these companies are heading towards. They're heading towards this forced direction of high-end gaming, and yeah, there are a lot of people who don't have high-end stuff, so a lot of people can't enjoy them. Yeah. I mean, as great as the graphics look, but uh, yeah, some people really can't enjoy those games, and I feel like uh, it's great for those who can afford to play games like that, but it's bad for those who have lower-end PCs because essentially they can't even run them then it, it really kind of spells a disaster for the gaming industry mm. because i feel like like i said some people can't afford to play those games uh so they're either going to be forced to play old titles or not to game at all yeah which brings up a uh, dilemma because um what tech companies could do to help each other kind of is to water down or bring down most of those exclusive uh, high-end what would you call them titles titles yes their machines for a, a good example is <clears throat> oneplus um the point that i'm trying to make up is oneplus takes the most uh high-end uh, software or high-end camera and puts it on a very affordable smartphone um, for 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 a, for a normal person to experience so perhaps uh, companies can start doing that I know they're doing it but I, I feel like uh, it could be more cheaper yeah I agree uh... Because, I mean, it's not like uh, companies can't afford to make their prices cheaper. They can. They can. They can. But at the end of the day, it's also about profit, you know. Yeah. So, if there are enough people uh, buying a certain number of phones, 
then the prices are gonna stay up but yeah uh, I also do appreciate uh, what uh, these uh, Chinese brands are doing mm. and it's an amazing time like uh, just about five years ago when you say a Chinese brand uh, people might laugh at you and say ha you got a Chinese brand you know it's fake Hong Kong you know yeah using <laughs> some uh, terms <laughs> but nowadays uh, they become uh, very uh, respectable you know with the OnePlus and the Oppo and the uh, Huawei and all these brands like China is really stepping up, you know, so I also appreciate that they actually provide phones that are closer to the high end, but in terms of price, it's closer to the low end. Mm. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. And I feel like if uh, these bigger brands don't wise up, uh, they might be in for some hot water. Mm -hmm. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Exactly. But uh, also at the same time, I feel like uh, uh, Apple is kind of being dragged into this pool of, uh, I'll call it the Samsung pool of releasing different variations of your phone within a year. Because mm. uh, before, uh, iPhone used to just have one model, right? One brand or whatever phone for that year is. Mm. Uh, let's say for the, the, the iPhone 7S. That was it for that year, right? But as we've seen this year, uh, or last year rather, they released uh, I think three variations of their phone, right? Yeah. It was the Mini, the Pro, and the Pro Max. Yeah. So I feel like they're also kind of like falling to the cesspool of the Samsung strategy of releasing different brands. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that's good or that's bad, but now people have options, <laughs> you know, to go for the lower end or the higher end. Uh -huh. But uh, if you can afford it, you can always go for the higher end, right? Because I mean, if you want something, you want the best of it. True. Which is why it, it was good that uh, iPhone only had one thing, then everybody has one thing across the board. But now, releasing three different variations, it kind of like uh, puts questions, you know, like, uh, so if you have different variations, does that mean the Mini is a lower version of the Pro Max? Or is the Pro Max a more advanced version of the Mini? Because before you used to just have one, but now you have three. It means definitely one has less and one has more. So which came first? Did you make the mini and then build upon it with the Pro and the Pro Max? Or did you make the Pro Max and then take things away to make the mini? Therefore giving us a watered down version. And that brings us to the question, what came first? The egg or the, kitchen, the chicken? I think the chicken. Huh? Yeah. No reason, just chicken. <laughs> I feel it in my guts that it's a chicken. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, we we just we're all over the place, man. This is unscripted. Uh we just two guys chilling. And like I said in the previous podcast, I, I want you to feel like you're part of the conversation. Uh imagine you sitting on the couch next to us talking that's the kind of experience that i want you to to get from this uh, podcast we could go on for um, so long and i think it's been like an hour now i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i've just been sipping my water over here and funny enough that water's still not done <laughs> <laughs> i will have everybody know that i poured a second glass of water so there in his imagination <laughs> well um that's it for this episode um i feel like we'll have to break it down to two episodes uh because of the length of it 
It's yeah. gonna be like the whole Marvel thing, part one and part two. Hey man. Oh, this oh this might come to part seven if you're not careful. <laughs> you know, we'll do a breaking dawn over here. Like your first appearance. You know? <laughs> where you don't know where to end. It, it doesn't end. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. And that's the problem. If we don't shut up, if I don't shut up, it's gonna go on. Hey man. Twenty four hours uh, podcast. Yeah. Oh that well, that's a challenge. Yeah. But not for now, for another day. Yeah, one day when we're very old and we have nothing to do, <laughs> and we have money, obviously, we can't be podcasting uh, while hungry. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, do you have anything else to say? Uh, yeah, I just want to say, free the penguins. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh no! Have, have a good life, you know. Love everyone. Love yourself. If you don't love yourself, find someone who's gonna love you. Uh, 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 just don't give up. Yeah, just don't give up on yourself. You know. Yeah, that's it. The basic stuff. Yeah, you know all that stuff. Uh, do you perhaps wanna promote uh, any of your content? Or? Not necessarily. I mean, if you got a lot of money and you wanna shoot a music video, you can check out my Instagram. You know, uh, CJM9Media. C the letter C, J the letter J, M the letter M uh-huh. the number 9 uh-huh. media oh my god so easy <laughs> <laughs> you can also email me cjm9media at gmail.com mm-hmm. my whatsapp is zero <laughs> mind your business yeah you can find all my details on those uh, on my Instagram uh, yeah if you want to shoot a music video you can go over there if you want to check out the music videos I shoot mm-hmm. you can go over there and yeah we can talk yeah, uh, and on top of that, please uh, try and share this podcast with as many people as possible. Um, I will be creating a a bunch of social media uh, 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 accounts where we can get hold of us. At the moment, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, a, a, an interesting thing. I actually, uh, uh, actually saw this. There was somebody who shared uh, one of the podcasts, and he immediately got a compliment that same day. Really? Yeah, like I, I couldn't believe it. So if I were the listeners, I would share this podcast. And... You know what? That's actually a good thing. And I think I saw a friend who shared this podcast, and the next day won fifty rand on the lottery. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a million, but. It's something. Yeah, you see, you see where we're getting to with this. Mm. Uh, if if you want to get something, hint hint, mm. share. I mean, I would share it with my crush. I know she definitely want to talk to me afterwards. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we are so interesting. Uh, our crushes would uh, would want to. We wouldn't. Uh, we'd be stuck in the house if we had to share this uh, with the rest of the world. Yeah. With the rest of our crushes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The point is share. 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 Alright. So that's it for this podcast. Uh catch us on the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Wait, is that your thing? Uh-uh. <laughs>